Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey, everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing this evening? Wherever you are in the world, man, if ever I've hoped that you've been safe, tonight is one of those nights to all those people in Hong Kong, to all those people in Venezuela, to all the people uh, in Syria, the Kurds, oh my God, have mercy. What a horrible thing uh, with uh, what the United States has done to the uh, poor Kurds. Uh, who have been uh, fought shoulder to shoulder with us and doing what they've done. I, I know the soldiers, the military people are just horrified and, and think that's just dreadful. So uh, at least on this show, our hearts go out to you. Uh, we can't apologize enough. Uh, watching pictures today of uh, the Kurds throwing vegetables at American uh, trucks, you know, after they've been begging the Americans to stay and help protect them with such dangerous uh, adversaries in the area. 
and such a dangerous situation. Uh, it's it's heartrending. I have never felt such shame uh, as an American. Just complete shame uh, for that. That you know whether we want to get out of there or not or whatever. That that is not the way to do it. But that's another whole show, uh, and uh, you know not. Uh, not something we're going to get in tonight, but we might touch on, uh, you know, some of the thinking behind that, uh, because tonight's show is uh, based on a statement from Nancy Pelosi, you know, the Speaker of the House. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening to the show who are Republicans, or, you know, that Nancy Pelosi, I mean, you know, the, the, the devil incarnate. Uh, no, uh, you know, uh, when you look at what Nancy Pelosi's doing now, she's one of the people helping to save our democracy, I think. I've never been um, a big fan of Nancy Pelosi's or a big detractor. She's just, you know, been an entity out there. I haven't paid too much attention to over the years until uh, really some of the stuff with Bernie Sanders when he was running. And I didn't like what Nancy Pelosi and the DNC did to Bernie Sanders in the 2016 election. And uh, I you know, do like what she's doing right now when it comes to uh, trying to protect our democracy and can see why she's the Speaker of the House. She's a, the smartest person in the room, or one of them, to be sure. But uh, she made a statement the other day about all the crazy stuff that's going on in our country. And like when I mentioned that thing about the Kurds, there's another example of it, or the stuff in the Ukraine, or, you know, our administration doing one crooked thing after another. It appears... And I would say it's got, it doesn't appear. It's a fact that right now in our country, lawlessness is being viewed uh, as a virtue. Defying uh, justice and the rule of law is, you know, seen as like a positive thing to do. And that's kind of a, a really bad and a really crazy thing to have happening. And, and that's what I wanted to go over in today's um, show. In a, in a sensible way, not in a, you know, a rant or anything else like that. Uh, and for just thinking, you know, it's political shows uh, or shows on these kind of themes, sadly, have to come up uh, more often than not. Kind of like when I was uh, growing up as a young man in the era of President Nixon and the war in Vietnam or, or different things like that. They're just major historical events and they're happening right around us and they're shaping our culture. They're shaping how we're gonna act for many years or consequences that we're gonna face uh, for, uh, for many years. But, uh, you know, speaking about our role in the world, uh, on a positive note before we get into lawlessness being a virtue, uh, I mentioned the other day on the show, all the countries that this particular show is seen in, it's over 90 countries. Uh, one of them is Spain, which I've visited four different times uh, over the years, and oh, I love Spain. It's a, a, a phenomenal culture, um, beautiful people, uh, a beautiful country, uh, you know, one of the most powerful countries in the world at one point in time, so much history has to do with Spain. Um, but just, uh, you know, we have a lot of people in Spain and South America where people speak uh, Spanish. And uh, I said, I, I gave a greeting in French the other night to the people in France. So I'm gonna try and do it in a couple of areas uh, as we go along. So you'll have to forgive me, I kind of researched this. Uh, I, I do speak Spanish and did speak Spanish and French. So this is an easy one. So 
for those of you who don't speak Spanish, it's just very simple. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Just Thinking to you folks in Spain. Buenos noches a todos y bienvenidos a solo pensar. That means in Spanish, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Just Thinking. And I hope my pronunciation wasn't too bad. It's been a long day, and I just taped another show before. And then I think a special one tonight, or the most special one, uh, and pardon me to my Kurdish friends if I, if I just destroy the pronunciation here, but I'll do my very best. But you know my heart and prayers are with you. Uh, in English, good evening, my friends, and I hope you are safe. And I think, uh, as I've been best able to translate this, it comes out to Ivar bas hevalen min uez hevi dikim kutu bi ule yi. I think that may be it. I have no idea. That's the best I can do it phonetically. But you know what I'm saying. Good evening, my friends. I hope you're safe and God bless you and, and your families. We'll be keeping a, an eye on you here with the show and sending uh, and thinking about you, sending our prayers and thinking about you uh, all the time. So this is a natural segue to, I guess, this idea that in our country or in my country, uh, since uh, you know I don't know if you live in America, the vast majority of people that uh, see the show are Americans uh, or live in North America and Canada uh, or some part of uh, the Americas. Uh, many, many other people are, you know, all over the world. But um, it seems in America right now, uh, or like, as I said before, is a fact in America right now that lawlessness uh, is really seen as a virtue. And you can see people digging in uh, in their behaviors and in their attitudes and in their flagrant uh, just thumbing their nose at the lesson. Now, now, these are traditions. These are procedures. These are um, uh, these are standards of government. These are standards of behavior. And now I'm not, I'm not going to follow them. No, uh, you know, you know, you have a subpoena, you're subpoena. No. I'm not going to do it. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, uh, and then if you're seen to do that, you you get this this new concept of a base, which is really just your supporters. But I guess now we mean a base is, are your fanatical supporters, your whether they be Democrats, Republicans, or whatever party or tribe you belong to. But this is fanaticism where you're not being a critical thinker and you're not valuing the processes and procedures. Uh, that civilized people need to have a, a lawful society. And I think Speaker Pelosi, that's Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States, was very correct. In our system of government, our, uh, you know, our Republican system of government, and I don't mean Republican Party, it's a republic, uh, we have uh, you know, different branches of government and they have a check and balance on one another. So no one branch can overrule the other. So. There's three different branches, you know, the executive branch, the judicial branch, and the, you know, the, the Congress, you know, that we have. And one can balance the other. So we have the Supreme Court, we have the president, and we have Congress, you know, Senate and the House of Representatives. And each one of them is kind of co-equal with the other person. But again, now we have this system where, uh, or this, this pattern of behavior of lawlessness, 
where where the tone is I will do all things illegal and snub my nose and see what you're going to do and uh, you know if you don't do it I'll repeat it or by doing it in broad uh, in, in broad sight so that everybody can see it that for in some way makes things right and it doesn't and it doesn't and it's wrong and uh, I hope people listening to the show when you're in other countries and you see it being done in your country or you see people being blatant about it as soon as you see it you nip it in the bud and it amazes me and that's what I wanted to do with this show this evening it amazes me that uh, we seem to be helpless with this uh, in our country like there's nothing you can do and I think there is something you can do I think number one in our country, if you have a subpoena, if I was subpoenaed before the House of Representatives and I didn't go, I could be held in contempt. Uh, you know, and if I was held in contempt of a congressional hearings, I could be arrested. You know, somebody from the Justice Department would come and they'd shag me and, and put me in jail. You know, in contempt of court, I would, you know, uh, or in contempt of Congress. You know, and that's happened before. But now it's like seem like nobody can do this. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you have people in the executive office or people who work for the American citizens and our branch or the people who represent us in Congress are saying, hey, we want to subpoena you. We want to find out what you've been doing. This isn't a witch hunt. These aren't spurious kinds of things. These are real important things that affect the American people. You know, things that are that appear to be grossly inappropriate. And, and they fall under in our country, which we call high crimes and misdemeanors for the president. They, they don't necessarily have to be criminal activities, just abuses of power, obstruction of justice, inappropriate behavior. And when those things are being done, uh, Congress, other you know, branches, you know, other areas of government have the right to have oversight and they have right to expect that the laws and procedures of our country be implemented. But again, they're not being done. And you see the, the mayhem that's going on in our country. And now you're seeing the mayhem how with people like myself, and there's tons of us who've been saying this is a really serious problem in our country. This is not a joke. This isn't where, you know, it's Republicans against Democrats. It has very, very uh, important effects on the world and on people. You have trade wars all over the world that are affecting people economically. You have stuff at the border that where people have died and crazy plans. You have our country has been, been completely stalled in terms of infrastructure and necessary legisl legislation that we need to keep our country moving. And most recently, you have this thing with the Kurds in Syria, where you have people being lawless and uh, having no policy, having no thought, uh, you know, or regard for anything and, and acting uh, as if they were king. And, and these are abuses of power and then lying about them. And then lying about them. And nothing can be uh, fixed if we have congressmen and senators who are spineless, who are partisan, who will not tell the truth who will simply not act uh, as patriots, who will simply not enforce the laws. It would be like if you and your family were, were just letting your whole family 
become a dysfunctional family because you wouldn't act like a responsible parent. Or if you're in a neighborhood and people are throwing garbage out the window, it's against the law to do that. And if it's not in a certain area, it should be. And it's against decent behavior. So people don't do those things. And if you continue to do them, other neighbors can come up or they can call the police if there's a law. If not, they'll come to your house and knock and say, hey, man, you've got to knock that off. Now those things are not happening. And to let you know how serious it is, you know, that this is not just another show that's for, you know, President Trump or against President Trump. We're not just, you know, it's not another rant on, oh, America's a bad place. It, it is doing terrible things that are going to harm our citizens for many, many years to come and may damage, you know, for significantly our democracy and, and require new laws or new procedures to be uh, put into place so that they can't happen again when things hopefully straighten around. But I was watching a show on YouTube. I've always been fascinated about the mafia because I lived in Brooklyn. I grew up in Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. And quite honestly, I, I knew people who, who were in organized crime. My father did. Uh, you know, it was an Italian neighborhood. Uh, you know, it's an Irish neighborhood. And uh, Jewish people lived in the neighborhood. Uh, very ethnically oriented. And yeah, there's a little club you know, that was, uh, you know, in the Italian area. And that was a, kind of like a little social club for, you know, the, the little mob guys. Um, I worked in a place that had, uh, you know, mob guys that would come in and, uh, you know, they would launder money, uh, you know, through this particular little shoe store and other little venues uh, that I worked in. I would see, you know, we knew some people. As a matter of fact, at my, at my first wedding, um, now one of the guests uh, at my wedding was Lucille Gallo who was Joey Gallo, you know, crazy Joey Gallo, you know, that was his sister, was at, uh, you know, was at my wedding, you know? So it's, uh, uh, that's not an apocryphal story. That's not, that's for real and lovely person. I mean, it certainly was not a criminal or anything else like that. It was a lovely, lovely person. You know, her husband was not a criminal. It's actually a very decorated, uh, uh, decorated person who was in the Marines, I believe, or his brother was, but both of them are big uh, war heroes. But, uh, you know, to be honest, it's, it's nothing new. But I was looking at this thing on uh, the mob bo bosses and a great site I recommend that you go to is called, um, it's uh, called Valuetainment. And it's got a wonderful host called Patrick Beck David. And he does all of these fantastic interviews with all kinds of mafia people, all kinds of offbeat people. Uh, and they're just great shows. He's a, he, he gets people to really open up. And one of the people he's had on is a, is a really fascinating guy called, um, you know, uh, it's, it's called Untold Stories of the Mafia. And it's Michael Franzisi, who's uh, um, in the 80s and 90s, a tremendously good-looking, intelligent guy. Big mob boss. His father was a mob boss. He was a rich guy uh, with the whole, you know, bit. And uh, he's a totally reformed guy now. And he goes into all kinds of stories uh, from the inside track on the mafia. Uh, shows that that, um, that uh, David, uh, excuse me, Patrick, uh, that David does, are, they're just phenomenal. They're anywhere from 30 minutes to sometimes two hours or whatever. He gets just everybody. And big name, you know, mafia people, big name people in the news. 
and they just go into everything. They just go into everything. It's a great show uh, if you get a chance to see it. Now, why am I mentioning the mafia? Well, Nancy Pelosi, of course, made this statement that the show is about, and it's that we seem to value uh, lawlessness. We see it as a virtue. And one of the things that I noticed when I was a kid, and you see in lots of the movies that have to do with the mafia, some people get that from The Godfather. And I I always understood it like the mob boss, Michael Franzisi. No, man, or Goodfellas, you you know, they're not people to admire. There's nothing um, admirable about that, but they get romanticized. And, you know, you'll see people, they want to be like the Godfather. They want to be like Marlon Brando. They see the sense of honor. They want to be like Michael or they want to be like whatever. And you don't realize, as Michael Francesi would tell you, you you know, yeah, there are some points about that that, you know, you might find that you like that are appealing, the money, the camaraderie, uh, whatever, the respect. But it's a life that's going to destroy you and your family. It's a life that's is filled with heartbreak and and, uh, just devastating things for everybody who's involved with it, even though it gets romanticized. And you have to watch this show. You have to watch this YouTube thing. It's a good thing just anyway to see this. Uh, It's very interesting. But one of the questions he was asked was, uh, what do you think of, this is a, a current show. I mean, this is right up to date. And he says, what do you think now of lawlessness and corruption? Do you think it's any better or do you think it's any worse than years ago? Now, this is a guy who's in the know because, number one, his father is one of the guys who helped fix the election for President Kennedy, which everybody knows that uh, Joe Kennedy was involved in, you know, bootlegging. And the mob really did help John F. Kennedy get elected in Chicago and and Louisiana and other people. And he only won by 100,000 votes. Nixon took it on the chin like a man and, uh, you know, said, "Okay, you know, you're the winner. We're not challenging it. But Nixon did have a right to gripe that one because it was, uh, you know, the mob got the unions and everything else and and tried to put the fix on and and, and got Kennedy uh, certainly helped him out to get him elected. So when uh, he was being asked this question about corruption and lawlessness about today, I I think that Patrick uh, Beck David thought he was going to say, well, you know, Look at that. This guy became the president. It was, you know, it was uh, really bad back then. It's probably better now. You know, it was stunning to see that this guy, Michael Franzese, sounded like 10 times worse than Nancy Pelosi or what I've ever said on this show. And he's very articulate. He's not cursing or ranting or yelling or raving. He said the level of corruption is stunning. And that it's got to stop. That there's it's the lawlessness is 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 literally insane. That it's it's there, it's going to hurt everyone in the country. And this is the last great mob boss, the biggest of the biggest in modern times, way bigger than John Gotti and all that kind of stuff. And uh, here he is, this handsome, articulate guy. And uh, he can't be touched by anybody. You know, he's, he's telling you all about, uh, you know, Jimmy Hoffa and JFK and all these different things and Henry Hill and the, the good fellas and the truth and the faults and all these things about it. The dark side of the mafia, the good side of the mafia, John Gotti, 
politics, non-politics, and here it is. He's on a show, and this mob boss is worried about the level of lawlessness, that people don't get it. They see, they think it's okay. They ignore it. That people can't tell the truth. That everything is corrupt. And that's what I wanted to do this show about today. For you to think about that, to see that episode with Michael Franzisi. It's actually the episode where it says the mafia boss tells all. It's part two. Jimmy Hoffa, the JFK assassination, blah, 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 blah. It's right out there. It's a, it's a recent show. And uh, you, can, you can hear another perspective. I mean, I look at television. I, I watch the news. I, look, you know, I, I research things and everything else like that. You know, to do these shows, just to be a good citizen, to vote on things. I'm disappointed that uh, Elizabeth Warren can't give a straight answer on, uh, you know, how she's going to pay for Medicare. You know, come on, a straight answer. Uh, you know, you see Republican after Republican on there saying, is it okay for a president to call up and put the squeeze on somebody? If I hear quid pro quo one more time, it's extorting somebody. It's saying, if you do this, I'm going to do that. If you don't do this, I'm not going to do that. That's illegal. You can't do that when you're the president. You can't have, uh, you know, a G7 conference being done in your own hotel and then lying to people and saying, uh, oh, you know, uh, I was going to do this for free. Uh, you aren't going to do that for free. You're, you're being disingenuous because all the, all the improvements that have to be made to your place for security, nobody's going to pull them out of there and you're going to be paid. Your hotel doesn't do any business in June in Miami. You've been charging the United States Air Force to do stopovers at your hotels in Scotland. It's corrupt. It's corruption. Joe Biden's son taking $50,000 or $60,000 a month. I guess he didn't break the law. But to me, that's kind of, that's nepotism. That's, that's a form of corruption. It isn't just with Republicans or it's people not giving you a straight answer. It's Democrats uh, who sit in there and say, well, I don't know if we're going to impeach him. Come on, what do you mean? Or Nick Mulvaney, the chief of staff and head of the office uh, in, in the budget and everything. He's not going to answer any questions about the money. Congress approves money. They don't need to, That's not the president's approval after that. That's been approved and ratified. It's all done deal. It's supposed to be sent to them. Person has nothing to do with that. He can't stop that or use that as a bargaining chip. That's what a mafia boss would do. That's what he's saying. So these are the things, ladies and gentlemen, you should be uh, looking at. It's almost like when you see a Bronx tale and, uh, you know, that's the one about the mob in uh, the Bronx with Robert De Niro and Chaz Palmieri and all that kind of stuff where the little kid gets to be like kind of a made kid, uh, you know, all through the life because he doesn't rat on the mobster who shoots the other guy. You know, he loves him and he's a good guy and everything. Actually, the guy's a bad guy, just a lot of bad things, but he's good to this kid. And the kid doesn't rat him out, you see, because that's that's the that's the thing. We don't tattle on anybody. We you, you know, you're not a rat. You see that in Goodfellas all the time. He's not a rat. Oh, you didn't you didn't rat us out, you know. Everybody rats somebody out in that world. And when you see this stuff on the news, like I do, and you see people lying right to your face, the Secretary of State, this crazy nut Julie, you know, Rudy Giuliani running around. 
What is going on? It is like watching a mob, a, a, a bunch of mobsters who don't know what they're doing, but who sit there with a brass pair of cojones and just do what they want in broad daylight. And then the American public, like that kid in a Bronx tale, sit there and they say, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Yeah, when it, if, you, if you go in a neighborhood where the mafia is in charge, you can walk down the street safe if you're a woman. What, are you crazy? So what? Look at all the other bad things that people do, shaking people down and destroying people's lives and putting them, you know, lying and cheating and shooting people and, and doing all kinds of crazy things. It's not virtuous to be a mobster. That's what we're seeing in American politics. And what happens? You get to be somebody like a Kurd. You get to have people. When did you ever think you'd see American soldiers going into a place with their allies, former allies, and people throwing garbage at them? And being right when they do it. Anyway, that's today's show. Is lawlessness a virtue? Is it a virtue to you? If it is, I don't know. If it was around Christmas time, I'd be. I, I'm going to be doing my show like I love to do every year on Scrooge. What does Scrooge have to do with lawlessness? Well, it has to do. He sees the ghost of Christmas past. He sees the ghost of Christmas present and the future, and he wants to be redeemed. It's a happy story, actually. He wants to change his behavior because behavior has consequences. And uh, that's the lesson if you find lawlessness and dishonesty to be a virtue. There's a right and a wrong, and that's wrong. And it's going to come back, and it is coming back, to bite you and me and everybody else on the behind. And even the mob boss is telling you. He's telling you, hey, man, it's too much even for me. So what does it take, America? Shame? What? I don't, I don't know. What, what's it going to take? What's it going to take to do the right thing? What's it going to take for people to tell the truth? What's it going to take for people to be decent? It's a question. I don't have the answers. But you want to know what? I know what it takes to have a good show. It takes to have a wonderful audience like all of you. So thank you for joining me this evening. Uh, or date or morning wherever it is where you are in the world thank you for being part of the Just Thinking family and if you want to reach me if you have any comments on the show you can reach me Stan Wangland at swangland at gmail.com I'm also on Twitter at swangland I'm also on Facebook Stanley Wangland and if you look at the details of the show it'll also show you the um, uh, web page that we have and a million other ways to reach me <laughs> and say hi and if you have an idea for a show you'd like to be on the show for a few minutes and uh, you have something to say give me a buzz a lot of people are scared of being on podcasts uh, but uh, it's really not a, a scary thing at all so you have a nice night and I will be speaking with you really soon God bless now bye bye
Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at www.podcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.